looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Or you can do a one-time donation at Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign Fawcett Media. Um, By doing this, this will keep us uh, bringing you the content that you love from Ignite Your Acting Career. Uh, We've got all types of levels uh, all the way from $5 monthly to $100 per month. You get general uh, support, ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me, live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash ignite your acting career. Yo, what's up? It's Frank Fawcett, host of Night Track the Career Podcast. I am back. What was the sound I said I wanted to make? Hey, yo. Uh, something like that. I don't know. But anyway, season two in Night Track the Career. I'm making an official season two. We got to pick up a new order for more episodes of Ignite Your Acting Career, starring myself. And we are back, man. I just want to tell you. Loving this weather. I'm on the West Coast. It's, uh, you know, nice little chill to go with my son the best way possible. Um, you know, just really enjoying the scenery, um, getting out to the beach. You know, my suntan, you can see growing my hair again. Um, just, you know, relaxing. And it's pilot season. You know what I mean? Like, so we're about to get started, man. I got to get some. So I got to get hustling so I can start getting some more auditions. Uh, you know, it's been a constant battle for me to get representation that uh, that sees eye to eye with me. I mean, it's not like I'm asking for much. Anybody, small, large, uh, that can get me in the room so I can do the rest. And that's what you should be looking for at all times is how can I get to a place where where I can go in the room, I can work my mojo, get the honor of playing these characters uh, every time out, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just in a place trying to be more zen and positive and, you know, continue to thrive and to, to actually att- strive for some type of uh, more, more this year. You know what I mean? 2020 is more for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's got to be a bigger piece of the pie out there. And uh, I'm ready to take a bite. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been very uh, humble, been very meek. Uh, but, I mean, come and think about it. Like, there's very few humble and honestly humble and meek actors. You got people who portray the role. And uh, maybe we'll talk about some of them in uh, in the later parts of the episode. But but the thing is, like, <laughs> there's more people who are really hungry and 
really aggressive about how they go at it. And they seem to be benefiting in this current landscape of Hollywood. And I wonder if it's always been that way. You know, who, who knows if, uh, you know, Charlie Chaplin was like, I think if you look at his biography, you would know he was probably more aggressive than he let off playing the little tramp. You have to be to attain such levels of success, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful day. 2020 is a beautiful place. Um, got my sunglasses on, you know what I mean? Out here being cool, calm, and collected. Also, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day brings up a lot of emotions for people. I've never been really big on a holiday, but this year I was wishing I did have a nice little lady by my side for Valentine's Day. As you can see, there's nobody here. So, <laughs> and I'm about to work. So, <laughs> about to do some more work. Plus, I'm doing this video. So, but either way, um, that'll come in time. But I think it takes a little bit more ownership of kind of like taking care of yourself before you're ready to take care of a partner, you know? So, you know, I, it is what it is. Career is important to me right now. And uh, this show is called Ignite Your Acting Career. So that's what I'm about to do. I'm about to ignite this acting career. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, women can wait, of course, right? And I'm trying to get more of these episodes out so I can be more available to you. I love all the DMs, all the messages, the emails I'm getting. Thank you so much for you all shooting out your inspiring, uh, the things you, you, you've learned while listening to the Ignite Your Active Career podcast and while you're um, on your journey to becoming fuller artists and just, just making yourself um, a part of this business. This, this um, fellowship, if you will. Um, yeah, so you know, I just, uh, I just hope everybody's having a great 2020, getting all that 2019 garbage out of here. You know, we've had a lot of already had a busy year. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace. Uh, somebody else passed too, did it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that one's personal. Rest in peace, though. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I just hope you all are having a great 2020 already and you're just, you're just focused on putting yourself in your best place to succeed. We're tired. We're tired of pulling up the rear. This is, this is actor's war. We're in it to win right now. We're in it to be in the room, to play the game. Where do they get a load of us? Huh? Where do they get a load of us? <laughs> because, uh, yeah, and, and it's been some interesting things that have been going down. Uh, I recently had a coaching session with a friend of mine, a great friend of mine. Um, he had an audition for a not-to-be-named television show because everybody signs non-disclosure agreements. And um, we had a great session, and this is kind of like a happenstance, he just called me the day before, and uh, like I said, you gotta have your network of peers that are pushing each other, because steel sharpens steel, so, um, but yeah, so, 
I had um I just pulled up to his spot. He had the camera ready to go. Handy my my sides. We watched a little bit of the TV show because that's very important right now. I'm starting to realize more and more that watching TV uh, in film informs the style of how you can play. And it's not like it's a new new revelation, but you have to, if you haven't heard this from me, you have to be active in watching TV. Because I'm, I'm even bad about it sometimes. Sometimes I'll, I'll sit back and, um, you know, I, I just say I'm too busy to really be out there committing myself to binge watching a Netflix series or a Hulu series or you know HBO or anything like that. I, I feel like there's something I could be doing more productive on my computer, you know, all that jazz. But when it comes down to it, that's very important for us because we've got to be, uh, we've got to be people who are, who are actively knowing what, what's in demand. You dig? I'm adjusting real quick. Bear with me. Okay. All right. Yeah, we gotta know what's in demand. We gotta know what our what our peers, our closest um, you know competition is is going in for, and like you know what they're what they're doing, what they're. Plus, it inspires you. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta say, I was so inspired by Joker this year. Uh, the movie was hands down like 110% commitment to a character and like it's rare we get to see that type of thing it's, it's rare that I don't think we realize we'll realize sooner than later uh, how honored we should be to have had um, had Joaquin Phoenix share that type of vulnerability and, and just attention to detail and just like going there you know what I mean like it was no question he was going to win the Oscar this year for me I mean I didn't even see all the movies this year because I'm bad at watching the movie stuff uh, but just the level of sheer determination and commitment it takes to, to a body he, he sculpted his body to this character to this this personification of the Joker, of evil, of, of, and like, where does that come from? And what was his, like, origin and like, what, what really put him on a path of this destruction? You know, like, I don't know. Shout out to you, Joaquin Phoenix. And I also heard your Baptist speech, man. If you really want to, um, if you really want to help minority actors and, you know, people like myself, uh, trained thespian, you know, you shoot me an email, igniteyouractingcareer at gmail.com. You know, you can uh, have your publicist reach out to me. I'd love to be uh, part of your effort to make this a more inclusive um, Hollywood, you know? Because we all do have something to say. We all have our ways. How great would it be to just to learn under a master? You know, like Joaquin. I've been a fan of Joaquin since... Uh, gladiator, you know, like I was like, this guy is doing his thing, and he's just kind of matured and you know, going through different phases of his life. And now he's, yeah, of course, it makes perfect sense. So, shout out to you. Um, but anyway, back to this uh, 
audition session. Like I just noticed like in my coaching style, uh, you know, cause I've done coaching for individual clients. I've done coaching for friends, but it's different when you're doing uh, a paid coaching versus working with your friend, you know, cause you don't want to step on your friend's toes. You don't want to be overly critical but you do want to get them to where they need to be. And that was the important thing about this session. This session was hands down, like I got to see some specific and very um, detailed work from an actor that I, I've been familiar with. I've only seen a little bit of stuff, uh, but we're both on the same journey. We're trying to get more work and more real and so it's kind of interesting to see him at this place in his life uh, from where I saw him before, you know? And and he's able to kind of, I, I gave him a couple adjustments about the tone of the character. We slowed the pace down a little bit. So there was a lot of in-between moments that were very full. And that's what you want to show because, you know, most people are really good in auditions at their lines. They've learned their lines uh, as my acting teacher uh, Gary Hopper used to say toes toes they've learned their lines down so they know how to say the words perfectly but what are you doing in between your lines I feel like that is a thing that casting and producers and directors are paying attention to more how you're listening actively in between your line and your reader's line you know and that's that's a key to audition technique. You have to be able to listen and you have to be able to fill those in-between moments. So say you get a script and you're rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. And you figured out one way to say it. Something your reader might say, which is what happened in this session. Something your reader might say might actually change your way of thinking about how you're saying your response line. You know, and so that did happen in our scene. And he's like, man, just having you read and my wife read and uh, another actor read, like I've gotten three different ideas of this situation and how I can play within this situation. So, so basically that's, that's what true listening is. You're always going to hear something different from different people reading the same character because they're going to have a different take on said character, you know? So what happened in this situation um, was it kind of shook him a little bit. You know, he was he was holding back at first. You could tell he was holding back a little bit. I don't know if it was about warming up because you know people people always uh, <laughs> people always laugh at actor warm ups. You know, they're like, "What are you doing acting school?" Well, basically, there's a lot of warming up. You know, and so your first few takes might be pitch perfect. But there is a difference between coming into that pitch perfect uh, and being warm as an actor, you know, because you, you start feeling more relaxed. You know? Because I told you before, acting is relaxation. Like, if we really want to say it's closest cousin, uh, it's first cousin, if you will, is relaxation. So uh, that, that allows your face to, to relax and so your emotion and the thoughts that you're having inside can be read on the camera in a way 
It can't be if you're holding a bunch of tension or you're 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 uh, or you're self-conscious. You know, like that's a big uh, big note that all the greats have done. You know, what I mean, like it's almost like you can put a blank slate on the screen and like allow the audience to come into you and and put their own idea of what you're doing onto you. They're like, oh man. It could, it could be a little pop of the eyes, like a little, uh, and it can it can read, and people will be like, what is, what was that, what was that? They'll say basically, they'll be like, oh my god, this guy was was amazing because he was able to blink his eye, pulse his eye even, and and was able to tell a story basically, was able to 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 change the whole. You know, it, it read it read so much information in that because of that relaxation, and then any thought you have that comes across, you can actually see it come across you when your face is truly relaxed, and your jaws relax, and your your your, your cheeks are relaxed, and your eyes, you know, are, are laser focused. There are some actors that don't like to blink a lot. There are some actors that blink a lot, like all the time, and the eyes are the window to the soul. You know that that old saying. Uh, I think I screwed it up, but you 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 understand what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, it's like all these things are in our preparation, and there's there's exercises that get you closer to your optimal self in these situations. So so yeah, so perfect example. Um, I was working on a film set right out of school and um actually it was an independent film and i ended up kind of helping out in some other ways and i became like kind of gopher guy i was the first ad i was uh, eventually became a producer but i wasn't a producer at that point but i also had an acting role and my first job was to be an actor it's funny if you let yourself get distracted like i did i was so all over the place Helping with the catering, sweeping up, um, getting people from point A to point B, and equipment, and booking things and calling people. That by the time it came time for me to be in the scene, it was jarring. I froze up. I froze up like I never froze before. Like I felt like. And like me, this is me out of grad school. Now I was really feeling myself then. I was like, "Oh yeah, you just got Denzel Jr. Come, come, coming into Hollywood." I was like, "You just got the next best thing." Uh, aren't you all lucky? <laughs> and I get there, and action scene starts, and my mind was so focused on everything else. I knew my lines. Now, I was going to say my lines, but everything about my performance was stilted. I was, I was, I was stiff. I was, you know, I was making uh, weird faces because I wasn't relaxed, and I was just holding so much tension in different areas of. And so, finally, one of the actresses that was also starting out, but for some reason was very wise beyond her years. Shout out to you, Celeste. She pulled me to the side and she's like, you know what? You got a 
whole master's degree in acting. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> what are you doing? But it was just kind of the culmination of like, I, I think I would even done like a, a guest star on a TV show and still didn't freeze up in the way I froze up on this movie set because I was being a producer and a, and a, and a gopher <laughs> and a first AD. So that goes into like, you know, that's why it's so hard to do your own projects. People always ask me, they're like, Frank, why don't you just do another project by yourself? And I'm like, ah, I gotta have the right situation to do that because that's that takes a lot of mental uh, stamina to put together a, a film that you're directing, you wrote, and are starring in. Now, is it impossible? No, but it's so much better to have people that support you, that can think of other things while you're on screen, um, that can do all the activities that you feel like uh, need to get done before, or, 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 you know, like, and trusting that they'll be able to do it. You know, trusting that you're not the only person that's able to do this. So, so I say all that to say, once, once she said those words to me, I was able to take a breath, blow out, shake it out, you know, because we did a lot of shaking in school, and I nailed every take from there on out, you know, like I was on it at the, after that, and so it just took a little adjustment, and it took somebody to say that, and I, I think that's kind of my point about this session, because I feel like this was a session unlike a lot of sessions my friend had even because I was able to tell him things that I had experienced as an actor and as an actor we experience things even different than a director would or, or or somebody else who's helping you with your lines you know there's a way to to get deeper into even a even an acting teacher that hasn't acted you know like in a long time like sometimes Somebody that's actually been in it and experienced those things will know better in how to, I don't know, how to, how to, how to get to where you need to be. And so that, that's what I felt like I was able to do in this session. I, I was like, oh yeah, because if I was in this session, I would have definitely <laughs> been freaking out at this point. And I wouldn't want anybody to knock me off the course that I was on. Uh, so let me give him an adjustment that won't take him too far to the left. It might be something that I, I notice or I see that I think, oh man, this would make it amazing. But something about the process of an actor and being sensitive to the process of an actor, um, I know that I wouldn't want to be interrupted in what I was going through at that moment with such a, a left turn. So. Anyway, like I said, we got there. And I think he saw the difference in some of the other stuff that he's done versus what we did together. And like, hey, you know what I mean? Shout out to him. He was prepared. That's one thing I have a problem with sometimes is, you know, I want to go up there because I have been doing it for a long time. I'm like, I want to go up there and just wing it. And no, you have to take the time with the script, learn your lines, Make some beats, make some choices, marks to hit, and have an objective. That's it. When you say it like that, it sounds very simple. 
but it is. It really is. And then to be able to repeat the action is another thing. Like, he had noticed that I was able to repeat the performance almost identically because I, I kind of knew what I was feeling in each moment. And I kind of made a shorthand of what I would do as a reader to, to get him to a place where he felt like the character. And so, you know, it just takes you to a deep place. And and I don't know if a lot of actors get to get a great opportunity to really embody a character. Because there's actors that have whole careers that never really get to come out of their comfort zone. They might get to play a character that is... Um, I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know? Uh, Rick Dalton, you know, like Leonardo DiCaprio's character. He was very much cast as the same type. And I think I think what it was is he, he got cast as the same type. But um, he was able to do something different. And I don't want to spoil the movie. He was able to do something different with that character. And, like, it gave him, like, a victory, you know? It gave him so much joy to... To, to get that compliment that he got from one of his peers. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and it just gave him, like, it gave him a new leaf, you know, a new, a new energy, you know. And so, of course, after that, he goes on to do great things, right? So, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone because I want y'all to see that movie. Um, Quentin Tarantino is amazing. I like that this was a Quentin Tarantino movie that wasn't it wasn't his wheelhouse. It wasn't it was his wheelhouse, but it wasn't like classic Tarantino stuff, you know, like the crime and he kind of well there was crime in there, but he kind of did it in a different way, which was interesting. And of course, this is Quentin uh post Hateful Eight which I also felt was that way as well. Um, it wasn't as pulpy, even though it was Pulp Fiction director, you know what I'm saying? And as, as you know, <laughs> that was 25 years ago probably. So yeah, of course it's going to be different. But great film. Um, I'm still looking to see some of the other Oscar films. Uh, shout out to Renee Zellweger for winning four uh Judy Garland, Judy, which, man, that's got to be a dream role to play as well. I haven't seen it, but I imagine uh, from the praise she's getting, she had to really embody that character and get get down to the essence of somebody that we grew up with, uh, some of us advanced in years. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I, I guess kids now, I, I, I know her from The Wizard of Oz, of course. That's my favorite movie as a kid growing up for some reason. Because I think it came on every year and like it was an event at my household. So I think I ended up liking it because of that. I knew it by the like the back of my hand. Tell me I wasn't supposed to be an actor and <laughs> and I'll tell you, um Damn, I, I was gonna come up with a profound uh <laughs> saying. I'll sell you a bridge in Alaska. Tell me I wasn't going to be an actor and I'll sell you a bridge in Alaska. Doesn't make sense. But anyway, 
So I'm excited about this. I'm excited about us and our our journey together. I, I really feel like uh, this was a good move. Certain things started to fall into place. Uh, coming back, I had to deal with some family issue over the holidays and you know into the new year. So um, I apologize for my absence. <laughs> but I'm back, baby. And we're about to get it. We're about to get this thing all the way. As the kids say, no. <laughs> I guess the kids don't even say that anymore. But to really show my my uh, <laughs> out of touch slang vocabulary. But um, either way, I thank you all for joining me. And um, we're gonna be doing more of these more often. And make sure you like, subscribe, and uh, subscribe to the podcast so you can catch all the episodes of Ignite Your Acting Career, starring me, Frank Fawcett, your host. And uh, yeah, man, let's just continue to build, man. I'm 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 hungry right now. You know, we're gonna see how long this lasts. It usually wears off in a little while, but <laughs> coming to get you. We in it. We in it. So um, this is just fair warning, guys. A lot of lot of positive things gonna happen, man. I'm about to reach out to all the old old gang that I've known for years and start networking again. So yeah, I want you to remember to ignite your acting career, ignite your acting career on Instagram, is it in ignite acting on Twitter, I don't get as much Twitter activity, and you can email me at igniteyouractingcareer at gmail.com, again I'm your host, Frank Fawcett, you Keep it classy, San Diego. I always wanted to say that. Ron Burgundy.